As easy as the touch of a button. The message of life on 657 AM. Good evening and welcome to it. This is uh, uh, Thursday Live with the Megot Fiji right after we uh, got uh, a very powerful and enlightening information on IPIT, in, in, Independent Police, in, uh, yeah, AP, IPD, IPD, okay, all right. So that's uh, the powerful information that we got from uh, IPD there, Independent Police Investigative uh, division. I hope I got it that acronym right there. And uh, courtesy of uh, GCI, GCIS, it's 12 after 7, right here on Radio Perpetual Daily Companion. And of course, it's that time of the evening again where we get to talk to somebody from uh, the Global Business Roundtable. And tonight we are honored and blessed to have uh, Pumelele Makina with us from Valto Projects. Um, Pumelele, good evening and welcome. Good evening. Thank you for having me on your show. And tonight we are talking nothing but uh, renewable energy. But before we do, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Pumelele? Okay, so Pumelele is a young lady, 28-year-old, from the West Rand. And my background, career experience, I am a mechanical engineer uh, who further established uh, greener pastures in entrepreneurship. So I'm also studying my PhD within the University of Johannesburg around uh, energy generation. So it is a very touchy subject to my heart. You are basically a mechanic by profession. Yes, a mechanical engineer by profession. What's the difference between a mechanical engineer <laughs> and a mechanic? <laughs> okay, so basically a mechanical engineer deals with a variety of things. Okay. So you can basically get into the aerodynamics field. You can get into uh, the renewable energy space. You can get into the automotive industry. And a mechanic is basically limited to fixing engines. Oh, okay. So th- that is the difference. So you you go beyond just fixing or maybe making manufacturing engines, and which what which what space do you find yourself or or are you in? Are you in um, like aerospace? Um, what's that motoring? What, what space are you basically uh, focusing in or specializing in? Okay, so by the grace of God, I have moved into multiple fields uh, via my career. So I've been exposed to the water treatment industry, as well as the mining industry and the automotive industry, as well as in the oil refinery industry. So currently at the moment, I am in renewable energy as it is a major crisis that has um, also presented to me. So, yes, so my main focus at the moment is within renewable energy. (laughs) Is it a crisis or an opportunity? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> absolutely yes absolutely, it's both it's yes. both <laughs> yes both of it <laughs> all right and, and my main reason towards yeah. also just getting into the renewable space was that even during my studies um i had um oh well during my first year of actually working i was presented with um with, with, with a very complex um supervisor so who basically did or juggled into 
working in an oil refinery um, Monday to Friday, and on the weekends he did solar installation. So I shadowed him, and it fascinated me that, wow, like we can actually generate electricity from, um, from the sun. And that was about six years ago. And the challenge that I had personally was that in the area where we live, we have high unit rates. So currently at the moment, we have very limited load shedding, but our utility bill is extremely high. So that's what really got me fully endowed into the the renewable space to really tackle myself with this challenge that is currently happening in South Africa. Mm. What is renewable energy? I know to some 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 people out there, myself included, every time we hear the word renewable energy, we think solar, solar energy. Okay, so renewable energy is basically using renewable resources that are naturally replenished. So basically using sources such as the sunlight, such as wind, such as the movement of water, and other geothermal heat. So it's basically using Mother Nature to generate some form of energy. That's renewable energy? That is renewable energy. Okay. And and tonight, what are we focusing on? Okay. So basically, um, I wanted to get in touch with exactly, because at the moment, the, the current problem that is happening is load shedding. I mean, at this point, we are currently on stage two load shedding. And seemingly, it seems that the problem isn't getting any better. Hmm. Um, there, was a, there was an article that I stumbled on uh, just today. Um, it was published by Business Tech. And it mentions that from the 1st of January this year, Right up till the 29th of August, there has been 91 days of load shedding. And that is such an impactful thing. 91 days of load shedding. That, and, and literally, we're still only in, in September. So looking at that, we only have like literally 25% of our days in load shedding. So you can imagine how many businesses are affected by this. And I don't mean your well-known established businesses, but people who are literally working from home. How how does this also affect them personally, you know? So I basically just want to share some knowledge on what to expect, especially... Mm. Maybe before you go there, maybe before uh you go there, if you can maybe enlighten us in terms of what's Mm -hmm. the major cause of this uh, uh, load shedding. Is it because of... Uh, the aging infrastructure or uh, people, there are more people, you know, uh, that are using electricity with uh, small or, I mean, um, small number of um, the, what is that, the the stations that, I mean, supplying electricity? Are are, are we more than, um, you know, the generators that can be able to generate and or supply us with electricity? Wow, that's actually a very, um, I think, touchy topic, um, as you do mention, that as you see also on social media, there's a lot of influence on what could possibly be the problem with ESCOM at this point. And literally, you've touched on a very crucial one, the aging infrastructure. I mean, for example, if I was using, um, let's say, an old car uh, that was, uh, formerly built maybe in the 1990s, 
and I still expected to run the same distance at this point. Obviously, I'm bound to face uh, certain challenges, especially with sourcing the right equipment um, and also just getting proper equipment from the original equipment manufacturer. So the aging of the infrastructure at home, that is one problem. And now forcing maintenance, you also mentioned a very good point on population. Our population is also growing. So what does that mean? The demand is also growing. So that is a major challenge. We are expecting so much of from this car, but yet there's just lack of maintenance that's also being done, lack of innovation that is also being done. And we stumble across this problem because now we're blaming people, pointing fingers, when there is such a major crisis in the infrastructure. And you wonder, ESCOM is like a huge uh, power producer. What happened? What was their 40-year plan? You know, and I think even via media, um, we get very different speculation, but it also shows that there is a problem within the leadership as well. All right. It's uh, 21 minutes after 7 on Radio Puppetio Daily Company. Just how will um, renewable energy make any difference in the ordinary citizens' lives? Okay, that's a, that's a very good question. So with renewable energy, literally we get to utilize the sun to our full advantage. So looking at the sun, the sun comes out in the morning and we have a whole day of it. So what better space would you utilize it as opposed to generating electricity? So uh, there's different, um, I would say, different techniques towards doing it. So basically renewable energy within uh, the solar realm is basically taking a lot of the sun's energy and utilizing it to generate some power. So this can be done through different methods. And um, so, for example, um, it highly depends on what you actually, what problem are you actually trying to solve. So I would like to categorize it uh, in a very, um, in a very conducive manner, if you will allow me to. Um, so basically, if you are a client and you're looking for a solar system and you're asking yourself, what problem am I currently facing and how could my um, my solar installers help me? towards uh, eliminating that problem. So, number one, you'd find that perhaps you want to solve a problem of you want to have electricity during a blackout, okay? And that's when you would require a backup unit. So, backup unit would kick in only when there is no electricity in your household, okay? And secondly, you're looking at a system that is a power-saving unit. So, a power-saving unit works along with ESCOM. So what does that mean? It means that it can power up everything else, your lights, your plugs, and um, your pool pumps, depending on the size of the system that you go for, and leaving your, um, your, your higher spaces, such as your geyser and stove, to ESCOM. So that there we're speaking of your power-saving unit. And thirdly, we're looking at totally going off-grid, so being independent. And that's entirely having solar entirely run your household. So those are the three main categories to eliminating some of the problems that 
the consumers may have. All right, we are with uh, Pamela Lerage here on Radio Puppet, your daily companion. Let's look at the reliability of solar energy. Uh, let's say, for instance, um, we're having five days of uh, overcast, uh, there are no sun at all. I mean, what will happen to those who maybe are off uh, the um, ESCOM's grid? Okay. Um, To answer that, so basically, a system consists of your photovoltaic cells. So that's basically your PV panels, the ones that sit on the roof. So they basically take in all that thermal energy and convert it into DC. So you have an inverter as well. So the inverter basically does the whole conversion. So it, it converts that kind of thermal energy into AC current. So AC current is the one that your household would use. So you've got a battery as well, and that's the most important feature uh, within solar because how you store in your energy. So you ask now, how reliable is it? What happens during winter seasons or when I'm not seeing much sun? So luckily in South Africa, we are very blessed uh, to, to basically have days with sun. So photovoltaic focuses on the rays of the sun and not necessarily the sun as a whole. So with that, you always have light. And your batteries, your batteries store in the power. So at night, your batteries do the work. During the day, your panels do the work. So it's a two-way stream. How long does the battery start? Just uh, uh, like uh, maybe a smaller than a battery? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so you've got two different types of batteries, okay? So you've got your gel battery. So your gel battery, you're looking at around about four to five years. It entirely depends on how you use it, how you utilize it, okay? And then you've got your lithium-ion batteries, and those are literally the Rolls Royce of um, of renewable energy in this, in this space. So basically with that, they last up to 10 years. So it highly depends on how you use it, but you, you'd find that the lithium battery has less maintenance that you'd need to do because you, with even the batteries, that means you'd have to change them um, over 10 years. All right. Let's look at the affordability. How, how affordable are uh, the renewable, I mean, is, is renewable energy? Uh, more especially for normal people like me, general people like me. I know many people were complaining before, Hori, they are very uh, ex, uh, expensive. Um, yeah. Yes, yes, that's the tricky one. Um, solar energy will take a, a deep stick onto your pocket as opposed to um, using a generator. But then you ask yourself, Solar is fairly more expensive. I mean, like uh, within batteries, for example, uh, when you have your gel batteries, which, which are your cheaper option, that lasts up to three, four to five years. You're looking at about, um, roughly just speaking, you're looking at around about 2,000 a battery. Okay. But so, so you would need multiple batteries, of course, depending on the size of your, of mm. your system. So you're looking at around about 2,000 to 6,000, depending on the brand, depending on the size. And on your lithium batteries, oh, that's a, that's a fairly big crisis at the moment because unfortunately, even in South Africa, we don't manufacture any batteries. Like literally, um, all batteries are shipped from other countries. But even yeah. there, 
you're looking at price ranges between 25,000 to yeah. Let's look at the sizes, uh, house sizes, the three three bedroom house. Uh, which bedroom can it be able to power that can that size of a house? Okay, so with a three bedroom house, hypothetically speaking, um, so I, I think maybe you've got two options via that. Hmm. You could go for um, a system, uh, five kilowatt system. Okay, so five kilowatt system would basically entail four um, gel batteries, and you're looking at a, a price range of about forty-five thousand to fifty-five thousand. Mm. Yes, that's very cheap. So, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, yes, that's that's the current problem, but. That's the thing. That's the beauty of it. You know that it's a once-off payment and you don't have to worry about electricity or load shedding becoming a problem into your household. And the beauty of solar, it also increases the value of your property. So those are suitable advantages that come with it. It it just takes a lot in the Mm. beginning. Mm. Are there any maybe uh, payment arrangements that people can have? Because we all know that most of the people don't have uh, such an amount of money at their disposal. Absolutely right. So with Valter Projects, we have um, collaborated with NetBank. So we do offer some financial uh, payments via that side. But also as well, we also speak to the client because we see that there is an underlying issue. So... Depending on the client, we allow them to possibly buy a battery maybe for a month. The following month, they save up and buy an inverter. The following month, they buy in uh, panels up until they have the complete system, mm. but with a clause of that they buy entirely from us. But in that kind of way, it also allows the client to also save up. Hello? Hello. Oh, okay. We're still there. Okay. We're about to yeah. close now, but uh, I want to ask you one more question. We talked a lot about batteries, but you haven't talked about uh, the solar panels themselves. How cheap are mm-hmm. they? Or how expensive are they? Or how much mm-hmm. do they cost? Okay. So depending on the type of panel, so there's two different types. There's your poly and your, monipo- your, your mono. So... Uh, the difference is the arrangement and of of the of the photovoltaic cell and basically the the quality. So it's basically like your it's either your an example um, your apple juice and your orange juice, whichever you prefer. Okay. Mm. So with that, you're looking at prices from 1.8 uh, a panel, uh, depending on the size. Yeah. So. Yes, it, it's highly dependent on the size. And also with the current demand as well, prices are currently fluctuating every month. So it is also a major problem to deal with at this point. Okay. okay um, can solar panels work directly to, let's say, for instance, can you connect it directly to the uh, Giza without using um, the battery? Okay, so with that, you, there's, uh, there's solar geysers. So with solar geysers, your 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 solar system can take that in, but unfortunately, because geyser requires a lot of volts, okay. um, yes, it, it, you would need to entirely change that. So 
as I also mentioned uh, via your power saving unit, is that it incorporates your solar as well as electricity, your ESCOM. So your ESCOM would power up your geyser, your electric geyser, as well as your stove, because those consume a lot of volts and your system might not be able to handle that. So that's done separately. But now you can either get a gas stove. That's a very... um, a good place to actually look at. Does it fall, uh, also fall under renewable energy? Yeah, what's, what's your gas stove? I think uh, yes, we still need uh, innovative ideas around that. Okay. But yes, yes, yeah, I, I'd say it does because it works independently of electricity. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. all right, ma'am. Unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it right here. Hopefully, we might be able to have. Uh, uh, part two of our discussion that if uh, um, His Excellency Jose allows uh, maybe we can we can be able to continue with it le- next week alright ma'am it was a pleasure having you on our radio station Radio Puppet your daily companion many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine The Word for Today This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion.